0: grace and mercy and peace to you this afternoon from God our Father and from Jesus our Savior who gave himself for us. If I would say, imagine a battle, name for me a battle, the first thing that comes to mind would be like D-Day, uh, that's probably the first one for me, something from World War II, uh, maybe Gettysburg, so here's an author's, or not an author, a painter drawing what, what Gettysburg might have looked like. I think when I think of a battle I think of these two massive armies fighting against each other and there's a day on the battlefield where they fight it out and one of them loses and one of them wins we call that kind of fighting conventional warfare but there's a whole other kind of fighting too we've been in Afghanistan now about 18 years but honestly I don't know that I could name a single battle and I don't know if that's because I'm ignorant of the whole war. My, my brother fought there. He was over in Helmand Province. But the fact is that there's a different kind of warfare where it's not main battles. Where it's not a huge group against a huge group. It is this drawn out, hard and hot and dry, constant conflict over years and years and years. Where if you're fighting in that kind of war... Maybe it's not this massive battle, but there's this ongoing danger where you never know who the enemy is or where they're gonna attack next. It can wear you down. And if you had the choice, I know this isn't something you're probably facing today, but if you had the choice, would you rather be a soldier in a one-day really intense battle, or would you rather be a soldier in a 10-year drawn-out war where it's every day wearing away at you I don't know which one to pick. Now, the theme this London season hasn't been that kind of war, it's the war going on between us and Satan and sin. And in a way, you could draw that same kind of comparison. So, are there some days where there's a really strong temptation and you're fighting that thing for one day? Sometimes, but I think you'd have to admit that a lot of temptations is more this kind of war. The kind of war that just wears on you day after day month after month year after year where Satan can be very persistent in bringing those temptations again and again and again so I don't know what what would make your list but there was the the Barna Research Group always does these questionnaires of people and a few years ago they asked Americans what are the top temptations that you face so I don't know if this were family feud would you be able to guess what the top the four answers were this is what people replied back in that survey the top temptations are things like I tend to worry a lot there's a cluster of self-control ones some of it was I I really can't control my eating I know that it's wrong for me to eat with my body but I just eat too much or some people it was with the rise of smartphones I am just too much on that I am obsessed with with digital content for some people it's I spend too much but I can't control myself there's a whole bunch of different sexual temptations and not just the actions but again with so much being on our phones just that whole category of things and a fourth one being dishonest with other people and lying and cheating now I look at that as a pastor and I say you're missing whole categories about doubting God and just spiritual apathy which I think are probably even bigger in my mind than some of these but the point is Everything on this list shares in common that it's not just a one-day thing. It's not the kind of temptation where you say no once and then Satan's going to leave you alone the rest of your life. They're the kind of things that are going to wear away at you day after day, year after year, so that Satan would like you to get spiritually tired and worn out. And you probably know this, right? That people who fall away from their faith, people who fall into sin... Often it's not something that happens overnight. It's something where people said, I would never do that. I would never think or say that. But then, after Satan fights against us for years and years and years, we give in. But the focus this Lent season isn't on us winning the battle. It's on what Christ Jesus has done for us. So if you would look at now the life of Jesus, would you compare it more to the Gettysburg massive battle, or would you compare it more to the Afghanistan, day after day, fighting against unseen foes coming from who knows where, which one is Jesus' battle like? I think you could probably compare it to both. And if there's one day you'd say that Jesus took on Satan for us, it'd be the day that he died on the cross horrible suffering and agony all at once, enduring all that physical stuff and being forsaken by God, the reality of hell. Jesus took all of that on for us. If you're going to pick the massive battle day, it would be Good Friday. But the focus tonight is to recognize that wasn't the only battle. And that other kind we face, the ongoing over a long time, Jesus faced that one too. So the passage that's in front of us tonight is from Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4, verse 15 says this, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. So if someone would say to you, when was Jesus your Savior? I think my first answer would be, well, he died and rose for me. But the fuller answer would be, there was 30-some years where Jesus was fighting every single day, For me. And you go back to that list of sins before. Are you tempted to worry about stuff in life? Did Jesus face that? Yeah, he did. Are you tempted again and again to lose your self-control? Are you tempted by any of those sexual sins, or tempted to be selfish rather than serving others, or those other ones of being apathetic and not caring about, about God? Jesus faced them. And the devil was there again and again and again. Jesus knows the things that we're weak on. He felt those same temptations. And yet the Bible says he never gave in, not even once. It's not just the big battle Jesus won for us. It's all the little ones too. So if you have one word, the theme of the sermon tonight is skirmishes. Jesus won all the skirmishes, not just the big battle, And so here's the thought I want to leave with you today. It's the next verse in Hebrews. It applies the truth of verse 15 to us. So verse 16 says this. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence that we may have, receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That what God wants you to grow in today is that you leave here a little more confident for the battle. Because Jesus won and he never gave in, there are two kinds of confidence that you and I have. Do you see him there? The first one is a confidence that when you come to God, you will receive mercy. That there is an answer for all the times that you've lost the battle. It's Jesus Christ. That when he died for you, and when he was going through that other 30-some years of facing temptation... That was to be your savior and there's mercy for you that's found in him second thing that passage says is that there's also a confidence that whenever you're in a time of need which honestly is not just going to be every once in a while it's going to be this ongoing battle against sin and Satan the promise is there he is there to, to help you he is there when you call on him in your time of need And so as you go out into the world today, is it going to be a battle? Yeah, Yeah, it is. And might there be a day when it's the the, the huge battle kind of day? Yeah, and I hope that on that kind of day you reach out to Jesus and find in him not just your mercy and forgiveness, that too, and uh, the strength to fight that battle. And if it's one of these little days too, all those little skirmishes of worry and whatever other sins may come up in life, that Jesus is there by your side too. And that armed with Jesus Christ, then you and I go out forgiven and empowered to go fighting against Satan and temptation. Amen. So tonight, let's now come before God with our offerings. There's a friendship register by the aisles. If you would, sign that too. If there's anything our church can do for you, check one of the boxes there. for prayer, starting at page 7. Jesus, tonight we praise you and thank you for how you came into this world for us. You fought the battles that we all too often have lost, and you won them, not just the big ones, but the little ones too. So I pray tonight that you would give us what you promised, a confidence in your mercy that forgives our sins, and a confidence that you'll be by our side no matter what we face, and when we call out to you in our time of need, you'll be there for us in temptation too. So we ask all that in your name as we pray the prayer that you taught us. Guide us waking, O Lord. And
1: guide us sleeping. That
0: awake we may watch with Christ. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless us and keep us. Amen. Please be seated for the closing hymn, hymn number 116. Good to be here with you this afternoon. Thanks for joining us for the service, and may God bless you these upcoming weeks. find for something for our services.